0: listening
1: to the Funky Gamer Podcast. Hello, hello, hello there. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Funky Gamer Podcast, a gaming podcast from a bunch of wannabe somebody, yet still nobody British dudes, who think they know stuff. This is episode 10. I'm your host, Ricky James. And in this week's show, we'll be be discussing the most anticipated upcoming games of 2019 that we know of, and perhaps a few that we'd like to see. As well, as always, though, this is not a one-man show. Joining me right now is my co-host and someone I occasionally call a friend. Welcome back, of course, to Mr. Chris Wright. How's things? Hello, I'm all right. Are you? I'm very well. Thanks for coming back. I appreciate it. All right. And also, back with us this week is our favourite gaming Geordie, Mr. David Moore. Welcome back to you, sir. Gentlemen, how is it doing? Doing very well, thank you. Thanks for coming back. We've not... uh, Not seeing you in a few weeks just due to Christmas and the like and, you know, basically the podcast being off air for however long it was. But appreciate you taking some time out of your day to come and have a chat with us about the usual stuff. Always nice. Always nice. So So, this week's show is going to be one of them. It's a bit of a slow news week. No new news. (laughs) Exactly. There is nothing for us to talk about, really, in the news because there has been none. But we're here anyway. Yes, we are. And starting next week, we'll be able to kind of cobble together something a little bit more relevant. Uh, But we wanted to do a show nonetheless. So why not uh, jump in right away with this week's What Are You Playing? What are you playing? Chris, what's new? Let me ask you something. Have you played anything that isn't Forza, Red Dead or Spider-Man? Yes. Really?
2: Yes. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) That you want to talk about? No. Yeah, I can do. I was worried. I might as
1: well. A bit of therapy for me. Battlefield Five. Oh, nice. Yes. I take it. You mean multiplayer? Because this has a single player as well, unlike Call of Duty. It does. It does. I've played
2: some of the single player and a bit of the multiplayer as well this week.
1: And how are you finding either of those two aspects?
2: Uh, the story mode is good, but a bit difficult. And the multiplayer is, as with any Battlefield game, massive. The maps you, the maps you have on there
1: are just incredible. So you're enjoying it then.
2: I am, yes. Yeah, I've played a few
1: hours this week, and yeah, it's been good fun. That's good. And I'll be honest with you, I've never heard somebody refer to the single-player Battlefield mode as hard. What is it that's uh, striking you as particularly difficult, may I ask? I think it's mainly my incompetence. Oh, so what you're dealing with is your own stupidity? (laughs) Yes, I think so. That's very unfortunate. Okay, cool. So that's pretty much all you're on at the moment, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah. That pretty much sums it up. Yeah, I've not really... Changed very much from what I've been playing recently. To be fair, is it's definitely different to what we've had on the last couple of podcasts. My 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 fear about this segment is that it may go stale, (laughs) like on a week by week basis, because you know it takes weeks to play through stuff in some cases. So it's nice. Yes, yeah. It's it's nice to know that you've uh, played something a little bit different.
2: I'm hoping to add Just Cause Four over the next couple of weeks as well because I want to give that a go. I'm just waiting for a price drop.
1: Of course, and I'm sure that will come. And when it does and you get your hands on it, I'm sure you'll be sure to tell us exactly what you think of it. Oh, I will. In a future episode of the Funky Gamer Podcast, and what are you playing? Awesome. Uh, Dave, you've been fairly busy since the end of 2018. So do you want to give, let us know whether you, you've given your attention to some games since we last spoke, perhaps?
0: Um, played through Bendy and the
1: Ink Machine in its entirety. That was interesting. So, for those, of, so the, for those of the listeners that haven't played it and myself included in that, not a clue. Was, yeah, including Chris then. What's, what, what is that game? I've never heard of it.
0: It's like a Walking Dead style of game, to a degree. It's like an art style, but it's a survival horror basically, and a cartoon character named Bendy, and he's he's not nice. Oh, right. And you play as
1: the character Bendy?
0: A car- you play it as a character who used to work at the cartoon studio, and he gets called back years later, because it's all gone wrong, and Bendy's Bendy's not your friend. Like, He's not nice.
1: Sounds like a uh, is it an indie game?
0: I think so. That's pretty cool. I seen it on YouTube a while ago. I think it was up for episode two, and I thought, I'll wait. Let's finish. See how it goes. But if you like that kind of jump scare game, then highly recommended. Ah, so it's it's episodic as well. Yeah, yeah, five episodes.
1: And that's very cool. And it's you said the art style is very similar to like the Walking, the Telltale Walking Dead. It's yeah, like a cartoon drawn thing. It's very creepy. Very creepy. That sounds really good. I'll have to check that out. I hope you've enjoyed it, though. You played it through through its entirety. You said I did. It was awesome. Excellent. Well, that's always a good one. If anybody else has played that, get in touch. Let us know whether you enjoyed it. I don't know. I'll have to have a look at that one. Do think it's cheap as well? It's only around twenty five pounds thereabouts. That sounds really good. I'll have to check that out. As would as I would recommend every of every one of our listeners also does. Uh, personally, I haven't actually had much time to sit down and progress anything since last week at least god honestly i know it's horrific isn't it i'm still playing assassin's creed odyssey but i'm basically barely any further than i was when we mentioned it like (laughs) last episode so i don't want to i don't want to bore i don't want to bore you with repeat information i do think though having said that that it's prudent to outline a couple of games that i've just picked up on in this case xbox even if i haven't had the chance to actually play them then uh, and these are games that you can actually get off either the game pass service and the other thing that we, i wanted to quickly mention was the games with gold uh, that you can now go ahead and get through microsoft and i'll also plug the psn variants of that so the psn games for the month for those that are curious um and i must say actually big thanks to finny who's one of our uh, community founders for outlining at least the xbox ones to me in this case because i would have forgotten that you get a refresh at the beginning of each month. So. On Xbox right now, you can go and grab some great titles if you subscribe to their gold service. Those titles are Celeste, which has actually recently received a number of Game of the Year nominations, the game itself winning a number of those. And that's available for free between January 1st and the 31st. So you can get that all month long. Have either of you two played this? No, I have. Oh, okay. So one, Dave hasn't, and obviously I'm. I'm Pretty sure that says it all, but you say you say it in a bit of a strange way. You didn't like it? <laughs> it, it?
2: No, no. It's a it's a platformer title. Very eight bit very eight bit style graphics. And I don't think it's for me. It's along it's along sort of the Super Meat Boy uh another kind of platform variance that you may have seen across the last couple of years. Gotcha.
1: And you didn't it wasn't quite for you in terms of the way that the gameplay elements worked?
2: No. No, not for me. I don't think I'll, I'll dip back into it and see because obviously it's
1: it's getting a bit of attention right now. So we'll see how it is. Yeah, for for sure, for sure. It's uh, I mean it might be one that you want to grab as well, Dave. If if it, if you're even interested in that kind of thing, just because it's free, right? Maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah. Always download the games anyway and put them in the library.
1: You might as well, right?
0: I do every month.
1: So I think I'm I'm going to give this a go. I haven't played it, yet, like I said, but that is available all month long. The other game that you can also now pick up alongside that is a well-regarded puzzle platformer called Never Alone. And that's available from the J- January 1st to January, January 15th. Now, I've seen this randomly in the Xbox store over the last year or so. And it art style-wise, just based on screenshots alone, it looks like it's worth the playthrough as the game is kind of like based in this Alaskan landscape. It's got a really unique art style. Uh, and it is a platformer game... Also, but I don't think it's kind of like the Super Meat Boy platform. I think it's a little bit more light-hearted. Not not necessarily light-hearted. It's certainly not as complex, you know, or hardcore. Should I say, as something like Super Meat Boy or even Celeste? Even though I can't really compare those two, uh, but it does have a really nice-looking art style, and that's available until January fifteenth, and then that gets replaced on January sixteenth by WRC six, otherwise known as World Rally Championship six, which is. Clearly a rally-style game for those that wonder, and that allows for kind of fast-action local split-screen multiplayer like your online tournaments and all that good stuff. So if Forza is somehow doing your boobs in, then maybe that's one for you to check out. Either either you two played either Never Alone or, indeed, WRC6.
2: I think I've played Never Alone. It was a while ago on PlayStation, but I don't think i played very much of it.
1: Okay. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna say can you remember any of it? God no. <laughs> Fair enough. There's nothing you can do. What about you, Dave?
0: Can't say I have. I'll download them. See what happens. Because I'm a bit of a drought at the moment. There's nothing coming. Got a massive backlog of games to play. I don't know what to play. <laughs> That's the problem sometimes. Let's stick them with one thing.
1: Yeah. Well, there you go. For those interested, you can go ahead and you can pick those up at the dates that I've outlined there, and I may Very well. Give some of those games, at least a couple. Probably Celeste and Never Alone. I will give those some time and see what I think. Maybe it's something we can start recapping on on a weekly basis. If we say we're going to play some, just just so we can hold ourselves accountable when we don't.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I didn't play it this week. My dog
1: ate it. Yeah, that's um, that's that excuse is never going to wash, Chris. Ever. Damn it. Okay. On the three hundred and sixty side, actually, though, from the fifteenth, it's obviously Xbox offer the backwards compatibility titles for 360 as well. Uh, from the 1st of January to the 15th of January you can grab Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light, uh, which I think is more like a, to- a platformy type Tomb Raider game. And then... Yeah, top-down thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like more like Diablo style. And then on the 16th of January till the end of the month, you can also grab Far Cry 2, which Chris won't play, because he's too bitter about Far Cry 5. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Always better. I have to agree with Chris. I have to agree with Chris on Far Cry Lands Five. Thank you. What they did is they took Far Cry the I, White (laughs) Lands, and they put a Far Cry Five skin on top of it, and then charged you full price. It was
1: yeah. I didn't play it, but anyway, Far Cry Two, which is three games way, three games earlier in advance. You don't need to worry about Far Cry Five in this case because it's Far Cry Two that's out on the Xbox 360. Uh, games with gold, and of course both those titles, Guardians of Light and Far Cry 2 are available on Xbox One and the Xbox One X through backward compatibility for people with gold. That's all I have for what I'm playing, even though I'm not playing most of those games. I figured it was probably worth plugging them because, hell, we've just had a refresh and why not let people know that that's the case? Anything else? Anything else you want to mention?
2: Chris? You didn't mention the PlayStation ones.
1: Oh god damn it! I did not. Do you know what they are? Uh,
2: Portal Knights and uh, oh no, the other one escapes me.
1: Don't worry about it. So based on what I can gather, it is Portal Knights and Steep.
2: Yes, the Snowboardy game.
1: What happened here is I intended to go and get those, and then and then didn't. Sounds about right. I know, right? So yeah, you can get Steep Portal Knight and Amplitude, which is also on PS3, and then also the, we've got here Fallen Legion, Flames of the Rebellion, which is uh, also on PS Vita. The last two I've never heard of, but they're listed. And PS3-wise, Zone of the Enders HD Collection will be available month long, as will Amplitude, which we've already mentioned, because that's a... PS3 and PS4 title, uh, And for those interested, because you have a PS Vita, which is probably a very small number of you, if not none of you. <laughs> yes, if you do, well done for still having one. <laughs> we, we tip our hats to you. But you and as, <laughs> as a reward, you can go and get Fallen Legion, Flames of the Rebellion, which we also mentioned, and also Super Mutant Alien Assault, which, of course, we've all heard of and played thoroughly. Oh yeah, it's an amazing game. Thanks for correcting me there. Apologies for... <laughs> for missing the PS, PS4 ps or PSN games off the list there. You're welcome. It's what I'm here for. Uh, well, sometimes you do keep me in check, Chris. That, that is how it works. See? I'll tell you what, let's move on to our main discussion for this week. Funky Gamer News and Discussion. Okay. We're going to be talking about, that, as we kind of said at the top of the show, there's not a hell of a lot of news surfacing because it's the first week of January. However, we did want to talk about some stuff and we thought it would be a good idea to sit down and kind of look forward into 2019 and the games that we're going to be hopefully blessed with, although God, some of the games from 2018 that I thought would be good turned out to be really bad in some cases. Go watch last week's podcast if you want to find out exactly what we're talking about there. But yeah, we're going to have a look at the games that are due and the well, specifically the ones that we know are confirmed for this year, most of these in the next couple of months but then we're also going to maybe offer some speculation elements on whether or not we might see some other games uh, g- games that we perhaps like to see that haven't been confirmed for 2019 but we all live in hope so let's do that now we're going to start off with our little list i'll go with the first one and then we'll uh, we'll chuck it to the other guys to, see, to kind of reel off the list and then we'll all we'll discuss it together cool cool like a happy family so, this is in no particular order, by the way. We haven't ordered this by date release or anything like that, so you might find that we're... Or favoritism. Or, that's a very good point, yes. This is not in any particular order based on favoritism either. Or is it? I don't know. i re- on, I wrote the list. Maybe it is. <laughs> okay, so, first, we got th- first thing we've got here, Anthem. Wow, this game has had its ups and downs in terms of marketing, hasn't it? It's kind of a weird one. At one point in time, I wasn't looking forward to it, and then I was. Chris, what do you make of Anthem just as a whole? We'll go into some points about the game in a second, but you know, in general,
2: uh, I I played the alpha, which I don't know. If, I'm not meant to talk about it, but bugger it. Who's going to be listening from EA? Uh, I actually got into the alpha for the game, and it was good fun. I did not know that it was it was solid for for the for first a first look at a game. It was pretty solid. The world looked nice. The combat played well. The flying was epic. It's essentially the uh, Iron Man. If I was Iron Man in a game, this would be it.
1: That is, I can't actually believe, I feel like we've just imparted some useful information, like some genuinely useful, like some weeks I'll listen to them back thinking, is that is that just, is that, are we just talking there? But that is genuine, <laughs> knowing that is genuinely, I had no idea we got into the alpha. That's really cool. Yeah, and uh,
2: see the the NDA that I signed when I signed up for it prevented me from doing, but
1: bugger it. Right. Just so we're clear, there's a disclaimer here. Funky gamer as a brand is not responsible for anything that one of <laughs> us <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I can't I was going down ship here. That's not gonna that's not gonna work for me.
2: Okay, what you could do, what you could do is you could bleep out this entire conversation. He didn't disclose anything. He said he enjoyed what he played and it was solid. But there, there has been a gameplay leak this week, just to cover
1: our own backs. I am, I am still incredibly jealous that you have actually played that. That's re- that's very good to know, and, and obviously I'm 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 shocked.
2: It, obviously, it was incredibly limited. They gave us three hours across the course of a weekend, so three hours on a Saturday night and three hours on a Sunday night to play uh, two three missions.
1: And did you utilise all of that time? Would you say
2: I utilised the first day because I didn't want to play too much
1: of it. Okay, that's probably a sensible decision. Okay, but so uh, funnily enough, maybe, maybe you can kind of confirm this then as somebody that's played the Alpha, because I've got a few points here that just kind of gives us a general sense of the game and what it's trying to be. So first and foremost, the, well, I think the most obvious thing is that this game is in some part, maybe not aesthetically, but gameplay-wise similar to Destiny 2, in that it's, you know, a shared world kind of thing, and there's gun mechanics, and, you know, there's missions and strongholds and that kind of thing
2: yes and loot drops and yeah tiers of progression and
1: i have also made a list here of the different pilot javelins i think is what they're calling the suits they are yes and they effectively represent the different classes quote-unquote that you're going to be able to play within anthem itself and i'll just quickly reel them off here so first and foremost ranger which is like a close quarter style of gameplay You've got a colossus which is a, sl- a kind of like a, a ranger, but it's a slower class and uses heavier weapons as a result of being slower. there is the interceptor, which is like a, an agile quick moving rogue like um, style worth of game or style of gameplay and then finally there is the storm class which is uh, like a mage i suppose like a casting class if you will, and that appears to be the different kind of ways that they're giving you to play through Anthem's world. And as I said, you kind of take on missions, strongholds, cooperatively only initially, I believe, and in that there's no PvP. I don't know whether that's actually true, but I read somewhere that this game would not have PvP functionality initially. It was a co-op only, and they would roll out PvP at a later point. I take it that was, wasn't something you got to experience at all, Chris? No, no, not at all. Okay, well... Hopefully we'll see. And of course, it is online only, a live service. Yeah, we've got the beta at the end of this month as well. Very, very true. Is that for people that um, pre-order? Is that the way it's working? I think it's for everybody. It's open beta, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I think
2: it's initially for those that have already bought the game, and I think there's also two days for those that haven't. So everybody gets to try.
1: Excellent. Well, we'll all have to get on that then, since we're all on... We all play on the same platforms, both PlayStation and Xbox, so I'm sure we can sort something out and try and get into the open beta and maybe have a discussion in a future episode. That would be really good. Dave, what's your thoughts on this? Based on what you've just seen, obviously you've not played the alpha, much like myself. What do you reckon to this? It's looking better, a lot better. I I wasn't
0: overly sold on it, to be fair. Um, What's coming out, though, in the direction they're going, it seems to be what it could be. A decent, persistent online shooter, which is what we need, because we've got nothing battlefield 25 we need something new original and it's by away.
1: yeah you're right actually that's that's one reason why we should try and hold some optimism as much of a shambles as uh, mass effect turned out to be for the majority as i've said before i i enjoyed that game i enjoyed it. i'm a defender and you are also a defender in this regard so yes we have anthem to look forward to that's hopefully going to be great chris I, I, what an arsehole you are for getting into the alpha but well done <laughs> thank you we will all try and get into the beta People of the community, if you fancy joining us on a, maybe a little bit of a beta run, I don't know whether that will work, but get in touch via the plugs that you'll get at the end of the show. That's if I'm allowed
2: to play it now if they mentioning
1: it. You dug your own grave, is what you've done there. i blacklist blacklisted. <laughs> okay. Next up on our list, The Division 2, which is out on the 15th of March. This year, that is absolutely confirmed, assuming there's no further... Again, look, it would be very ironic if any one of these games had a further delay in some regard. So this may change, of course, but it's unlikely, based on what we know now. So The Division 2 comes out on March 15th. Okay, so I did play some of this at EGX 2018, which I know you did also, Chris, yes. Me too, me too, me too. You, You played it approximately 90 minutes before me, and that was da- namely down to the size of the queue. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah, a long queue time for the, to experience what was a very limited margin of this game. But nonetheless.
2: Yeah, it was about 15 minutes.
1: Yeah, and it was effectively we just saw you going through a mission. Now, what I will say about this initially is that if you play the Division 1, you're going to recognize the Division 2 instantly. Like the the hood, pretty much everything that I could see was not identical. Obviously, they'd enhanced it and modified it and stuff like that. But it's very similar. You're p- effectively p- playing an enhanced version of the Division One, or uh, I don't know, a successor, which I'm sh- I'm sh- I'm assuming is what they're going for here. What did you think of your little playthrough, Chris?
2: I enjoyed it because I sort of abandoned you to to go through and play it myself because I really wanted to to give it a go as I was there. Uh, I got stuck with three random people who I've never met in my life before and there was communication and cooperation
1: during this little mission. So it worked and it played well. I had the same situation in that I got lumped with two other guys. Uh, Oh no, yeah, it was. It was two other guys. And the horrible thing about it was I had... We had no idea how to talk to each other. We were also too subconscious about the fact that we didn't know each other. And you try and do that awkward, you know, buddy-buddy kind of thing. You know, you just try and get on, and it's just—it's not that we didn't, but it was just—it's just a very strange situation, and we our, our communication failed. It's a
2: very British thing.
1: Yeah, I know. Right, Dave, have you have you actually played uh, this at all?
0: I didn't. I seen the cues, man. They were ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were. They were pretty bad. And I have a little sour taste of The Division,
2: to be fair. I enjoyed the first one. After the fixed it? Yeah. yeah. The, initial, the initial full run-through for The Division campaign, for me, was really enjoyable. The end game, not so much. Yeah, I have to agree. There's nothing to do. And what was there was so broken.
0: Hopefully they've fixed all that.
2: Yeah, they've, uh, they've patched upon patched it, and the game is... I mean, they've still got a decent online community and there are still people that play it. Uh, I dipped in a couple of months ago just to to wet my feet and see what it was like again, and uh, I managed to get a couple of lads on and play through a fair bit of it again. We put a good few hours in. I actually bought it with the season pass as well, so... Yeah, I did initially off the bat as well, because I was looking forward to it that much, and I still have it on my hard drive, so I will. I'll go back into it before the second one is launched, before
1: the second one comes out, definitely. Yeah, it's worth a look. There you go. Hopefully, I'll. yeah, maybe it's something I'll do as well, actually. Mind you, with the amount of games and stuff that are coming out, it's like... We're, we're, you don't have any time right now. Well, that's what I mean. We're, I think we're all fooling ourselves if we, if we honestly think that we're going to do all of, the, all of the things that we said we're going to, between now and whenever we said we're going to do it. <laughs> there you go. Well, I kind of agree. It's the first... I did quite enjoy the first Division game. It, I did think it was good. I agree with both of you when you say... There was nothing at the end. The Dark Zone stuff was just strange for me. It, it didn't... I, I don't I, I don't know what they were... I, I do know what they were trying to achieve. It was like a, a, a sub-PVP game.
2: There was no point to it.
1: Exactly. It's like, I just didn't see the point. And I didn't... I'm not a big PVPer in general. None. But this just It was just like, it felt tacked on. Okay, that's a Division 2. Hopefully it'll exceed the woes that its predecessor, Division 1, caused they've got to learn from it yeah, they have to the amount of feedback they got from that then why do you ha- why did they patch it so much because people
0: i do believe the developer actually streamed all of his patch notes and what he was finding at the time i'm going to fix this i've just found this so he did put some effort into it was this
1: is it just one guy
0: it Was like the lead developer on it? i believe
1: oh i see so the lead developer on the division one was posting patch notes as they came out kind of thing
0: he was asking people in the chat like, what their problems were and correlating with them and you know
1: well that's that's a good way to i mean don't get me wrong it's such a weird age we live in now where developers can proactively fix their stuff like back in the day you, you shipped a game and if it was broken or buggy and you know in any way that was something that was hard encoded onto the disc or the cartridge that you were using and it's just it's just mad to me that you can completely change from like a core, a game, once it's been shipped now. Who'd have thought, right? Yeah, crazy times. It certainly is. Next up on our little list, following our Division 2 discussion there, Days Gone, PlayStation 4 exclusive. This has suffered a number of delays since it was announced a couple of years ago now. I don't know, was it like E3 2016 or something we first saw this?
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh,
1: So, yeah, it's been a couple of years. Now, April 26 is now the official date. I believe that was supposed to be, and we have mentioned it on a prior podcast, but I'm I'm blanking on it right now. It was supposed to come out even earlier than this, probably February time. Yeah, it was. They moved out of the way because of Anthem? I think that sounds about right. Somebody correct me if I am not. Uh, one of our listeners, I'm sure, will no doubt get in touch and say, you were wrong, Ricky. You got this wrong. Get this right and by, by saying this, and I'll correct it next week. So, what do we know about this? Uh, Chris, I'll go to you first because you're our resident PS4, dude. What What do you think about this?
2: Initially, I was excited. When I first saw the the launch trailers and all the the initial hype for it, I was very excited. But the delays that have that have happened make me a bit concerned. Yeah. And I'm just I'm not sure they know what kind of game they've got.
1: You think they've winged it? I think for the most
2: part, yes. They're they're putting it to, they're piecing it together as we speak trying to figure out which direction it should go.
1: Mm. Yeah, well, it, it, the put it this way, the way that they've been with their messaging and things like that, that would certainly he suggested that's the case, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I hope it's not the case, because honestly, after this many delays, this game needs to be something good.
1: Yeah. It, no, you're right, it does. It, we'll put it this way. It would be the only one of Sony's exclusive games lineup that would have failed really to have met its expectation or gone and exceeded that. So I can see why they're kind of being reserved, but it, the game does need to now stand up on its own two legs and just be better than people expect it to be after the numerous delays yeah they need to show us some more and show us something decent sure have you seen much of this Dave what do you reckon today is gone are you going to pick it up do you think I did see the launch trailers and then there was another trailer with the motorbike sometime
0: last year yeah I think it was a game that's just before it got delayed I think again Chris hit the nail on the head don't think it knows what it is what it wants to be. Yeah, okay. Sons of Anarchy meets the walking
1: dead zombies. That's the vibe I got. Yeah, I know what you mean. It, well, it is kind of like this kind of mishmash of different things, I guess. That makes no sense. But again, it's one of them Sony games that got the potential to be absolutely awesome. Hopefully it will stand up on its own two feet. There's not a lot to say on Days Gone. I mean, I'll be honest with you, it is, <laughs> it is one of them. It, we've had very little information on it. It's been delayed about five times. I think that, that really summarizes why we feel the way we do about this in that it has no identity. Because we know nothing, and it's been delayed many times, so that doesn't that doesn't show a lot of uh, solidarity in terms of how things are moving forward. You know, it seems a little bit shaky as a result of that. So we can't really comment anymore. What do you think of days gone, Mister Listener, Mrs. Listener, Miss Listener? I think I've got everybody, Doctor Listener. <laughs> Maybe. What do you think of days gone? Let us know. Plugs at the end of the show. Next up, another game that I kind of feel the same way about. Actually, Xbox One exclusive. Crackdown three. Dave, did you play Crackdown two? No, played Crackdown one though. You played the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you enjoyed that. Loved it.
0: But like you say, it's announced in two thousand and fifteen, was it? I think it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was definitely like th- yeah, it was like three years ago. now. it has got to be. Come on, I think the hype's gone for it, but could be proven wrong again. Could be absolutely awesome.
1: Mm.
0: And it has Terry Crews.
1: That's true. There, if <laughs> any game has Terry <laughs> Crews in it, there is. They
2: are massively pimping out Terry
1: Crews right now, and so you should. Have you seen the size of that guy? Terry Crews is awesome. <laughs> he's a he's a legend. I just I just think of uh, Brooklyn Nine Eleven every time. So, yeah,
0: is it nine nine nine? I don't know. Nine no, nine. No. But it's on Game Pass as
1: well, isn't it? Yes, it is. Well, this is the other thing. It's like it doesn't really matter with Game Pass as a service now. Like pretty much any game can be distributed to the masses like instantly. More people will, will at least try it because they're basically not paying for the game. So. If it is good, and it's actually good, then, you know, it's obviously going to turn out well for them. I I do hope it does. They've had a troubled development cycle, from what I can tell. Very much so. God. You know, three three years worth. God, this was supposed to be out 18 months ago. Um, And it's just, it's been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And to be fair, they've started showing more stuff recently. Like more gameplay clips and interviews and stuff like that. I saw quite a bit of E3 2018, but yeah, we just don't really know much about the game. Other than that it's similar to the other crackdowns, lots of destruction, big buildings. And I'm, the thing that they seem to be touting in line with this is... Those that, little collectible bloody orbs. The orbs <laughs> as well, yes. But they seem to be saying that they um, will also be using the power of the cloud especially on the multiplayer, to enable Xbox One X and Xbox base owners, owners of the base console, to effectively experience the same kind of fidelity and things like that with the destruction that takes place in multiplayer, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. First implementation of its kind. We'll have to wait and see as it has with everything, but that is actually coming out February 15th. If you're a Crackdown fan, are you are looking forward to this? Because every I'm not going to lie, every single person that I've spoken to doesn't seem too excited for Crackdown and I can kind of understand why. Is there anybody out there that maybe is? If so, get in touch. by the plugs at the end of the show. Next up on our list, something that I am really looking forward to, another Xbox One title here, exclusive to that platform, confirmed for 2019 with no exact release date, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. All right. I know, sorry. That might have been a slightly over-exaggerated. Just a bit. Did you play Ori and the Blind Forest, Chris? No,
2: I did not. It passed me by. It was was it a launch title for the Xbox One? No, was it? It was out way before I picked up my Xbox One. I'm sure it was.
1: It was. I think it came. It 100 wasn't a launch title. I remember the Xbox One launch titles were like Dead Rising Three and Rise Son of Rome. This came out <laughs> 18 months after that, at least. Yeah, but yeah, Ori Ori's one that passed me by. Was before the X came out. I can I can tell you it was that that would be the case. And you've got an X, so that might be what the, the way you're thinking about it. Is it? Did it come out before the X came out? Yeah. So the answer to that would be yes. Dave, did you play this? I did. I did. Did you Did you complete it? I uh, don't believe I did. Okay, that's cool. Purely because that game has got in the way, but it was nice, nice game. It certainly was. I, I cannot tell you how much I love this game to the point where. And there's not many games I can say this about. It actually kind of changed the way that I look at gaming and games in general. That sounds so weird. But let me give you an example. This is a Metroidvania-style platformer. I'm traditionally not a fan of Metroidvania-style platformers, but I absolutely loved this. It was in part very much down to the art style, which is the first thing that anybody says about this and indeed or the Will of the Wisps. It looks gorgeous, like simply stunning the way that they've done the, the artwork in that game. And this looks to be much improved in the sequel. There is also, and I cannot stress this highly enough, one of the most amazing soundtracks that I've ever heard in a game. I would highly get recommend, if you don't play the game, go and listen to the soundtrack. The uh, composer was a chap named Gareth Coker, or Corker, I think it's Coker, C-O-K-E-R please uh, use Apple Music, Spotify, whatever particular service you may subscribe to. Go find the soundtrack for Ori and The Blind Forest because it was amazing. And also there was a, a stage in that game called The Jinzo Tree. And I'm not going to lie, it was arguably the most difficult piece of platforming I've ever done in my life. Like seriously, two de- like two days I spent trying to do this one bit. And I kept dying. I got so far, maybe a little bit further each time, and eventually I die. And when I did it, I fucking screamed, like seriously, I absolutely <laughs> screamed because it was a massive achievement. So yeah, it just, it, I think that's probably why it stuck with me. Because it annoyed you a lot. Yeah, well, I don't think I've ever been so <laughs> persistent and tried so hard just to, to carry on. And normally I get to a point where if I can't do something, I'll just give up on the game in general, which is a bad way to do things. But this was the first game where I was like, no, I will do it. And I did. And it was it was a, it's a, also it, I've got to say this story wise that game is just really touching it, it it was it was very sweet and the combat and such was kind of kind of br- more brutal than you'd expect, expect from a game that you describe as sweet but you know the under the undertones that it had were very pure and I really liked it and I can't wait for the sequel I would highly recommend if you haven't played Ori in the Blind Forest go play it for God's sake it's on Game Pass okay so if you have got Game Pass go get it.
2: And now it feels like you're bullying me. Yeah, I was
1: supposed to say that.
2: we am going to have to finish off now. Uh, I?
1: Seriously, guys, I can't recommend it, it highly pure enough. Pressure. It, it, I mm-hmm. persevered with this game. And i I'd encourage you to do so as well, or to at least play it because it's just, it's just great. I loved it. Okay, finally, let's move on to this last game that we've got here. Again, there's probably more than this. I'd encourage, once again, you get in touch if we missed anything off the list here that you think may have been worth a mention. Plugs at the end of the show. I'm going to say that so many times before this podcast is finished. <laughs> a PlayStation 4 exclusive? Sekiro. Shadows Die Twice. Did I say that right? Yes. Shakiro? <laughs> Sekiro.
2: Sekiro. Shakiro. Shakira. Not Shakira, it's not... There is no relation to Shakira at all. Damn. Though she does pop up in this game, <laughs> I'll be mightily surprised. That would be... Awesome. Can
1: you imagine if you had a katana fight with Shakira? Shakira and Shakira. Just, or just a toasty Shakira right in the corner <laughs> would be <laughs> That's amazing. We should really try and pitch this. There's still time. It's not out until 22nd of March. Let's pitch it for Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> That's
0: a very good idea. That's finally, It's gone out. It's already there.
1: Although at this rate, it wouldn't surprise me if Sekiro miraculously turned up in Super Smash Brothers, considering everything <laughs> from anywhere is making its way into that game as of right now. Pete, they're announcing new characters all the time and stuff. It's kind of mad. So, Chris, what do you make of this game? Have you seen much of it other than the one demo reel that Sony offered at E3 2018? That was pretty much it.
2: That's that's all they've shown us so far. So we don't have very much to go on here. No, Bar the, the by, that it looks nice.
1: Yeah, that's a little bit disappointing. Yeah, I don't know. It was one of them. There was no hood. I don't think in the. Oh, was there? I'm probably I'm probably gonna get told off of this. I should fact check myself before I open my mouth, but
2: Oh why do that? There's no fun in that.
1: No, that's true. Live life on the edge. I think it's of
0: the system of Dark Souls or some guy that had something to do with Dark Souls. So
1: So you think that the gameplay may be derived from that or somewhat similar? I th- think
0: so, yeah. Can't remember the guy's name, but I'm sure somebody from Dark Souls is involved in it. So Very cool. If you like that type of thing. I didn't personally. No, I didn't either.
1: But I think it is very much a niche in the gaming industry, and although there are, considering it is a niche, a very large, there is a very large fan base for Dark Souls as a whole, which is really cool. The only thing that I, the one, like I said, the one demo reel that we've seen, it just reminded me of Ninja Gaiden. It just looked Mm. like a a remodernized version of that game, which might be sacrilege in some way, to say that out loud, but it's just the vibe that I got off it and ultimately they've not given me anything else. We considering this game is out in March. I am surprised that we haven't seen more about it. Like that's kind of shocks me, but I guess it is what it is. So yeah, I mean, Chris, is this going to be one that you're going to pick up?
2: I I need more information. Oh, you know, as much as it looks nice and uh, I know I'm a ninja with a sword, I, I need more information.
1: So you're not going to be just, just sold on the idea that you are an ninja with a sword, which most people would, by the way.
2: I know, that would be cool and all that, but no.
1: Okay, well, I I, I don't blame you for your reserve judgment. I'm exactly the same. I, I, I'm going to ask you, Dave, but I'm guessing you fall under exactly the same camp. Yeah, we'll see, of course. Okay, well, we'll see whether they get any more, any more information on that between now and its release date in March. But yeah, that's another one to keep your eye out for. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, out March 22nd. Finally, The Last of Us 2 is out in 2019. Have we actually had a confirmed date on this? I don't think we have
2: yet, no. I think we're still waiting for info. Bar the yeah, bar the lovely, lovely trailer that we saw at E3. Yep. During the very odd Sony show.
1: Oh yeah, that's the one where they made people move like three times.
2: Yes, yeah, they were all sat in sort of like this village hall type, type place for this Last of Us 2
1: trailer. I remember it well. Yes. I watched it televised, of course. So... To be honest with you, I will put it on the 2019 list because Ori and the Will of the Wisps is exactly the same and it's confirmed for 2019 with no exact release date. But I would put an asterisk on this because ultimately, unless something is set in stone and has a date set, it, there's always a chance that much like Days Gone, it could be pushed back in some way. Yeah, of course. And it would not surprise me if I'm totally honest that Naughty Dog pushes back. Yeah. I don't think I don't think we'll see this until early 2020, but we'll discuss this as part of the 2019 gaming list with optimism because obviously we hope that we do see it this year. I'd
2: love to play it this year.
1: Exactly, Chris. Based on what you know about this game, like they've shown a number of trailers, like three full, full cinematic 3D trailers, but they've also shown as part of their showcase last year, as we've just discussed at E3, a very large, a pretty large uh section of gameplay, although in in comparison to the size of the game, it's probably not that large, but it was a good, I don't know, 20 minutes, half an hour where you can watch somebody play as Ellie? Yeah. So what do you think of this? Is it do you think it's gonna be more of the same based on how they the the first game played, for instance?
2: I would think it will be. I don't think they'll step too far away from that, because it was pretty much spot on gameplay wise. Yes. There was very little that was wrong with that game. Okay.
1: So what um what do you think they're going to do with the story in terms of the way that they the direction they're going to take that because obviously there's a big gap between the where the place at which the first game ends and the second game begins because Ellie is con, like considerably more older than she was in the in the first game.
2: I, uh, the thing I can't even speculate as to where they'd go because the story from the first one was just mental from start to finish. That opening scene alone was just
1: emotional as hell yeah i think that's what grabbed most of the the original fan base of that at least initially yeah it was there with the opening scene of up yeah okay that's a fair that's a fair comparison to be to be honest i agree dave did you play first last of us game i played the opening part of the last of us and exactly what chris has just mentioned and it was too much like it was too much oh wow so it went the opposite way for you you didn't play the rest of it because the opening scene was so good yeah i was like that's it you've just overstepped the lane that was enough for me oh god right okay fair enough that's a bit of a shame because the game itself is actually very good i'm one of those actually that kind of falls between the two of you chris finished it and completed it dave barely started it i got about three quarters of the way through and this is what i was saying before where i'll just get to a point where i can't do something and I'll simply just sack the game off entirely. Pretty much what I did with The Last of Us 1, unfortunately. What I did do, by way of cheating, is I watched a playthrough of the last, I don't know, eight hours oh. or something like that. So I do know how the game ends, because I watched it. I, was, I just Crazy. got to the point, I was like, I, I want to know what people are raving about, but I don't want to do it myself. <laughs> it was kind of the... It was an absolutely mental game. Mm, yeah, it was. Very cr- the ending was just nuts. Yeah, I oh, sh- wear my pants on more than one occasion. Nice. Oh, right, okay. Well, that's good to know. Did you keep the scrubs as, like, a memorandum or something like that? <laughs> yes, they're framed on my wall. Oh, God, what is this? The time I always oh, sh- word myself in The Last of Us his- <laughs> number one, and then there's number two, yes. number three, approximately four times. <laughs> yes. This is all speculation on my part. Yeah, no, sorry. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> this, is, this is not table talk. Okay, so that I believe that wraps up Games that we at least have a 2019 confirmation date on. Fingers crossed. Thus far, yes. Okay. So why don't we next move on to the part where we talk about what we'd like to see. So now I've got two games on here. Again, we can just kind of add stuff on as we go if you think of anything. But let's start with... Yeah, we'll start with this one first. Cyberpunk 2077. (laughs) Let me just preface this by saying we're not going to see this in 2019. We will n- No, it is not happening. Would we like it to happen? we will be
2: seeing it in 2077.
1: Now that's a long time away.
2: Yeah, it is really. Yeah. But I think
1: the hardware then will be able to cope. The thing is that's like f- over 50 years away. And <laughs> yeah. what's worse about that is most of the developers working on that game at CD Project Red, it will probably, if that, if it actually came out in 27, 2077, then surely it would befall to their kids. To finish the game or something like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, why not? I'll just hand it down the line. I th- I think they're further forward
0: than letting people know. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Judging by that gameplay we're
1: seeing alone. Okay, I'm actually really looking forward to this, as I've discussed in previous podcasts. But yes, you are correct. You have very much so. There is there is some speculation that was suggested. There was a change
2: of pants needed for you following the trailer, they launched and the gameplay they showed.
1: That was amazing. <laughs> if you're interested to learn about. To learn about that, there is an episode I can fondly remember the name of, which is Are You Feeling Lucky, Cyberpunk? And that is about episode number three or something like that. Go and listen to my thoughts on Cyberpunk and the amazing gameplay demo that CD Projekt Red dropped on us a few months ago because it was awesome. So yeah, we live in hope for Cyberpunk. I'm not going to add too much more than that because there's a very good chance that it may not come out this year. Yeah, Dave Dave is optimistic that it will. Chris is, I think, probably siding with me in the idea that it won't, but happy.
2: (laughs) Largely cynical,
1: I think is the phrase. Yes, that's a very good way to phrase it. Dave, you're delusional, get a grip. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to say though, you know, I hope it does. I want it to come out this year, obviously, but I just don't think it will. So that's Cyberpunk 2077. Finally on the list, a PlayStation 4 exclusive here that we've had no official confirmation on in terms of a date, and that is Death Stranding. Chris has some very strong thoughts on this, don't you? <laughs> I can't even say it because I'll
2: get absolutely hammered.
1: Oh, well, come on. You've never been bothered about people giving you crap for stuff? No, that's a fair point.
2: Uh, Kojima's messed up love letter to... Uh, oh, God, what's his name? Konami. <laughs> yes, that'll do. Yeah, it's essentially a
1: large... Oh,
2: it's queue to Konami. Here's the game that I wanted to make but you wouldn't let me. Yeah. So what I've done is I've hired Norman Reedus and given him a parcel to deliver.
1: <laughs> yeah, in the form of a baby. Yes. Which isn't which isn't weird at all.
2: No, I don't even I I do not even know where to start with this game. Spoilers, the baby's going to turn out to be Solid Snake. <laughs>
1: Everything's going to come full circle in this game. From, <laughs> from Kojima's entire backlog of, of games, it's just everything's going to mesh into one. That would be so weird. Now, I've got to say, whilst we're saying that this could, or you know, may or would like to be 2019 release, Death Stranding, there's a very good chance it will be coming out this year. And the reason that I say that is because I saw a report earlier on in the week that suggested that on, I think it was New Year's Day or New Year's Eve, he tweeted something along the lines of "2019 uh, question mark year of the whale" or something like that, uh, and obviously it's, it's not the year of the whale in any in in any culture, but it would t- it would seem that he's referring to the image of a whale which appears throughout a number of the Death Stranding gameplay trailers that we've seen so far. In the first trailer that we saw, where Norman Reedus is kind of waking up on a beach, you see a number of beach whales, so. A number of people seem to be thinking that the reason this tweet was sent was in anticipation for a 2019 release date, hence Year of the Whale. We'll have to see. It does look amazingly weird, this game. <laughs> it's just weird. Come on. Yeah. I, I'll, I will play it. i would be honest, I didn't play Metal Gear 5. I did, to a point. I don't know why, I just wasn't a fan. I didn't...
2: It was free on one of the, uh, was it free on Plus or Game
1: Pass? I think it's on Game Pass as well, yeah. Oh, I do have it. Yeah. I've just never played it. It's just, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like my type of game, which is saying something, because so many people loved it.
2: The opening scene's a bit weird, if I remember rightly. You're in a burning hospital. Oh,
1: that sounds very Kojima. That's what Kojima kind of hinges on that anyway. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it, pretty much every single idea that he's ever had has been "Quote unquote weird" or you know unexpected or out of the box.
2: Yes. So if you're looking forward to Norman Reedus delivering pizza babies, 2019 will be a year.
1: Oh god, that's going to be so strange. So it, just out of curiosity, uh, I know you 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 will not be guessing this, Chris. What about you, Dave? Are you gonna you gonna sell some money on this? Are you gonna bother? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. They it say it, it's weird, very weird. Well. Hopefully, we'll get some more information on it soon. And yeah, it is. It's like a number of games on this list. It seems to be veering in the uh, direction of haven't got a clue, don't have enough information, kind of thing. But we live in we live in hope, I guess. Yeah. So there you go. Okay, I think that brings us to the end of our little list here. Significantly longer than last week's list. (laughs) Amazingly, yes. And then again, I, I will reiterate, last year's quote unquote year in review was not a year in review. Because we didn't review the year. We just talked about games that we thought were good slash bad. That was it.
2: Yeah, stuff that we'd played. God, if we played everything, we'd have had no time at all.
1: Exactly. And Chris wouldn't have worked as much as he has either, which is arguably good or bad. No. So there you go. I think we will leave it at that if you can think of any other games that we may have missed that you're looking forward to, perhaps you're in anticipation of, and that are confirmed or in some cases not confirmed for 2019 and beyond, get in touch with us with the plugs at the end of the show. Is that number five? Is that have I said that five times? I don't know, I've not been counting. I think so, yeah. Okie dokie. Uh, had some lovely, lovely feedback, but uh, well, throughout the course of the last few weeks, just from random people that have been listening to it. Uh, and people tend not to go through the official channel, so I don't have anything prepared here. So, therefore, we're going to be skipping on the standard listener feedback and questions, excuse me, questions corrections, that kind of thing. We'll skip on that for the, this week. That will resume with our standard news based podcast. For now, though, what we will do is we'll move on to. It's time for Chris's Corner. Hey,
2: lovely. You know, this last week was kind of cobbled together. Oh, yes, it was. Uh, as, as you can probably tell, massively. Uh, this week I have two news stories. They're both a little bit weird. Well, one's more surprising than weird. The other one is just plain weird. Nice. Jack Black has launched a YouTube gaming channel.
1: Oh, God. Yes, that Jack Black. Yeah. <laughs> tell me, how, how, many, how, how many subscribers did he, his, 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 his channel get, Chris, with no videos? Can you just enlighten <laughs> me on that fact?
2: Two million. That's insane. Two million without doing
1: anything. Did he tweet about it? He must have done.
2: Yeah, he did. He did. And, and within like 24 hours, he had two million subscribers. I've not got a recent figure. I wonder if you get his play buttons.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you get one for a million as well, don't you? Yeah, it's not, it's not the kind of person I expected to be launching a gaming channel. I've got to be honest.
1: That is hilarious, though the fact that it, and that's such a good point as well, Dave. The fact that he he probably will he, he tw- that has got to be a record. You got his hundred k and his million all together. <laughs> that has got to be a record, like for the most number of subscribers in such a short period of time. Probably that is actually insane as well. Yeah, I have heard about this, Chris. Please do tell me more based on what you know. I can't tell you anymore. That is all I have. I I thought you were gonna tell me that you know him personally or something. You
2: you want me to pad this bit out, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, he's he's like two, three videos, isn't it? Yeah, his announcement video alone has 7.5 million views. Have you watched it? Yes.
1: You are one of the crowd! I know, yeah, I felt I had
2: to just to see what the bloody hell was going
1: on. What exactly did he say in his welcome video?
2: Ah, uh, hello, Jack Black. Here I'm going to be doing some gaming stuff. Please feel free to watch it and give me some more money because I don't have enough already. Right? Is that literally what he said? No, that's me paraphrasing. Very good, Chris.
1: You you do realize by paraphrasing, you're just directing more of our listeners to go and check this out now, just because. Uh, yeah, please do. Oh, don't. Please go and watch Jack Black. I'm I, I'm not saying I don't condone it. Please do go and check it out. Just. Jack Black, you, need, you you owe me a percentage of the revenue.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure I'll get back to you with that. Indeed. Carry on. The other story from the week is a bit of a strange one and a bit of a surprise to me. So we have the UK games sales figures for last year, and would you like to take a guess as to how many percentage was digital?
1: Um. Uh... I, I would, but I will get it amazingly wrong, so you might as well just tell me. You'd, you'd be surprised. I'm going to see a 52%. <laughs> Arbitrary number. <laughs> Go on, Rick, what you got? Um, Digital. Yes. 70%. 80% yeah.
2: of gaming sales in 2018 were digital, which is mad, really, when you think about it, because it's not something that they've really tracked before. Uh, so, yeah, for them to come out and say that 80% of sales last year were digital is a bit mad.
1: That is insane when you think about it. And it just goes to show how forward-thinking Microsoft were with their initial announcement of the Xbox One. Because this is basically the future that they were trying to sell us at that point. But it yeah. was yeah. Four, three, four years in advance, and people were not ready for that kind of a change So in such a quick fashion. Yeah. But they were they weren't exactly wrong. Like it has gone in that direction. No, no. I've got some,
2: some figures. So there were 3.86 billion pounds worth of sales wow. for video games last year. And 3.09 billion of that was digital. So That leaves you with just 770 million, which was from physical sales. So you can kind of see why the high street's
1: dying. I was going to say it's more than three quarters, but of course it is. It's 80% which is not 75%.
2: (laughs) It's a hell of a lot. That's what it
0: is. Oh, and you want two physical discs for Xbox One.
1: I've got quite a lot, but I have bought most of my games in the last couple of years digitally. Definitely. Absolutely. Like Red Dead was digital. Tomb Raider was digital. Assassin's Creed was digital. Everything's digital now. Because I don't need a physical copy. Yeah, it's just convenient. Yes, exactly. It is convenient. Although... I don't know, what do you think about prices in general in this area? Do you think we're going to see a reduction in digital game prices or an overall hike in the increase of, of physical copy, that kind of thing?
2: With the way they're going, I don't think they will. I don't think they need to.
1: Well, think about if it. If they're selling
2: I mean, that many already, yeah. then there's really no need to, to tweak the rates at all.
1: The thing is, games should have gone up in price two years ago. Like We should be paying by rights about £60, £70 apart for games just because of the amount of technology that goes into creating them. Now, and plus, if that were the case, maybe things like microtransactions and things wouldn't be a thing. But it's because they haven't hiked up the prices that they feel the need to implement those kinds of horrible mechanics, as far as I'm concerned, at least. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, it's, it's, I think it's uh, an interesting fact, Chris, the fact that they, and not at all surprising, 80% of the entirety of last year's games were sold digitally.
2: Zero nudity this week, I can only apologize
1: there are some some listeners that will be entirely disappointed they will I'm sure probably somewhere that are going no (laughs) I wanted the filth well I'm sorry for that I'm sure Chris will endeavour to do better next week
2: yeah I'll, I'll do my best I really will
1: thank you very much indeed for that Christoph I really appreciate it okay let's wrap up the show shall we chaps and go on to our plugs and stuff plug life this is kind of a rinse repeat every week but go for it i like making sure that people know how to get in touch with us just because nobody ever does (laughs) and i you know think it's i think people should just because they can it's it's yeah exactly just that's a good you can you can get in touch with us you know like you can and why so just based on that fact why don't you just do it get in touch You can contact us on most of the major platforms, but the one that we encourage people reach out to us the most on is, of course, the Twitter sphere. You can contact myself at Ricky James. Chris, you are?
2: At X underscore CW.
1: And Dave, you are on Twitter using the username of what? At E46 Dave. All of these will be in the podcast description for the sake of spelling and or geordiness, and that way you can get in touch with all of us. Couldn't help yourself. <laughs> Sorry, mate. hurt feelings. <laughs> it's okay. I'll make it up to him off air later by way of gro- groveling apologies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, if you wanted, if you do want to get in touch with us via another medium, a little bit old school in method, that being email, you can do so at podcast at funkygamer.co.uk. It does bypass the pesky Twitter character limit. If you want to send us something a little bit more fleshed out, please do reference the title podcast in the subject line of your email just so that I can filter through those and grab them if there is any. I'd encourage you to get in touch. Let us know your thoughts on things like, I don't know, what what are you looking forward to this year? We said it last week, but what was your worst or best game of 2018? What's your most anticipated game of 2019? They're the kinds of things that I'd love for you to get in touch and tell us. So please do so by the means that we have just given you. Again, all referenced in the description. Next up, streaming. We do stream, I do stream. We all stream for iStream oh no no can i just say can you please cut that bit out yeah definitely that that was completely that was completely unscripted we know (laughs) was it now Uh, i swear to god i did not write that down i've just done that off my head and i think it's genius therefore it's staying in plus i edit these podcasts (laughs) so screw you (laughs) great the stream that i stream i'm not saying it again (laughs) <laughs> Good. <laughs> you, can, you can catch that I'm losing myself here you can catch that on Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays so starting afresh from next week basically that schedule is going to be going back into full force, I've had a bit of time off as described last week and yeah we've just gone through New Year so I, do, I haven't really done much this week but next week we're going to be doing all the stream stuff you can check us out at Twitch.tv slash funkygamer underscore, or I'm actually streaming pretty much exclusively to Mixer now because I just like the platform and Twitch is massively oversaturated. It's kind of crazy how uh, many people try and stream on that network. So, therefore, the best place to catch us would be at mixer.com slash funkygamer, which is nice and simple. So, please check us out there. Your support's appreciated. Of course, if you follow, you can always know when we, can, we go live. Oh, must admit as well, YouTube. We're now on the YouTube, the last podcast episode that we did has actually done all right on YouTube. Amazingly. Yeah, I know. Right. If, if you're tuning in YouTube, thank you so much. If you've followed uh, or you're considering following I massively appreciate it, please hit that big like button. If you've enjoyed the podcast so far. And of course, watch something in the comments. If you want to give us some feedback, that would be awesome. Next up discord. So I'm pleased to say that we've had a few new people duck into the discord over the last week. Hey, I know. Right now. Most of the, i I'm really pleased with this. So I would, of course, encourage you to join our Discord. I'm going to put a link in the podcast description to an open invite just because the old one that I was plugging doesn't seem to be working and I can't figure out why. So it's just easier for me to put one in the podcast description. If you want to join the Discord channel, we would love that. And, of course, as I always say, you can give me lots of praise. And Chris is in there as well, so you can send him lots of abuse. That's how it works. Yay. Please come and join us in the conversation. Nobody's done that yet, though. No, they haven't, but I'm not going to stop plugging it until it happens. So, check out the the link in the description for our Discord channel and come and say hello. I will also add in here very quickly. As I said last week, I have found a way to make people founding members. So officially, as of this week, I'm going to say the next ten people that join the Discord can uh, receive that title. And yeah, it just shows in the Discord chat, so people will know that you were there right at the very beginning with us for our little journey. 2019. Finally, iTunes. If you're listening to us on iTunes or indeed Spotify or indeed SoundCloud, hello to you all. Thanks so very much for listening in. Please do go and hit your respective follow buttons on the pages that you're viewing right now. There should be one somewhere. And if you enjoyed this, hit the heart button, hit the like button all that good stuff. If you're feeling extra generous, you're listening through iTunes or a, or a platform that actually offers a rating-based system, please, please leave us a fair rating based on whatever the hell you thought. We're not going to kind of sit here and beg for five-star ratings. If you didn't think that was the case, rate it appropriately based on what your own feelings You'll make me cry. Exactly. Don't make Chris cry, so five stars, please. Now... <laughs> If you're on iTunes as well, we'd encourage you to leave a review because it really does. It's the best way you can support the podcast basically by either leaving reviews or just simply subscribing to the thing because it, it affects the algorithms and such and it, it enables discoverability within each of the platforms. So it's really, really helpful to us and we'd love you for it, as we always do. Chaps, I think that is it. Dave, got anything that you'd like to add, my friend? Thanks for coming back this week, of course. No, man. We've done it. Excellent. Number 10. Number 10 is done. In the bag. We'll never have a number 10 again. Oh, yeah. I kind of forgot to mention that. It is episode number 10. I said it at the top of the show, but I didn't really make a big deal out of it. So anybody that's listened to the first nine episodes, or if you're simply tuning in, this is your first episode, that kind of thing. Thank you so much. We we appreciate every single one of you. Chris. Yes. Have you got anything else to, to add? Because you're a douche. No
2: do i ever have do i ever have anything to add yes about that one time when i miraculously found something late on that jogged my memory now i got nothing
1: no yeah it was last week actually you turn around and you suddenly said yes i can't believe Fortnite one game of the year <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that was the thing i did wasn't it Which, to be fair, wasn't an inaccurate statement. It was just very much unexpected. Yes. So I'm going to continue to ask you just in case you have off-the-cuff remarks that you wish to make. That's
2: fine. I can do that.
1: Thank you very much. With that said, ladies and gents... I'd like to thank my co-host this week, Mr. Chris Wright. Thanks for being here, mate. Appreciate it. No problem. And Mr. David Moore. Thank you to you, sir. Cheers, man. Thanks for having us. You're okay. No problem at all. This has been episode 10 of the Funky Gamer podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name's Ricky James. I'll see you next week. Take care.